This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information so we can make some really great decisions, especially on real estate. Um, home ownership is so important. Property rights are so important. And um, almost 13 years ago, we formed this show with the help of Gerard Lozano. Gerard um, was our executive this past year, our executive officer. And the bad news is that he passed away this week. Um, a a three-week battle with thyroid cancer. And God bless him. Uh, decided I still wanted to do this show because I could still see him saying, just get it done. Just That's how he was. Just get it done. And so... Today's show is in honor of Gerard Lozano. And to help with me, help me today is our guest, Clint Olivier, the executive director of BizFed Central Valley, and um, the perfect guy to have here today. So good morning, Clint. Hey, good morning, Don. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And you were a good friend of Gerard's, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost can't take that personal because Gerard was a friend of everybody's. Yeah, he was. And in his quiet way, he was a, a leader in the community. Yes, he was. You know, the thing about Gerard is, you know, I had the opportunity to work with him when I was in politics, when I was on the Fresno City Council, and I had an opportunity to, uh, you know, get, get together with him on different projects, and especially when election season comes around, obviously the Board of Realtors, uh, part uh, one of the benefits of of being a member of of being a realtor not just an agent but become a realtor and one of those benefits is uh, you get to the you get access to the uh, political advocacy and, and not political uh, in in terms of the, the the haggling and the back and forth and down in the mud but you the board of realtors do, does its due diligence and picks uh, you know, gets on on the right side of issues. When I say the right side, I mean the uh, what's what, good for commerce, what's good for for families. I, I really believe in and what property in, rights. and property rights, absolutely. And it's and and property rights are good for families. And so the the board is something, and I, I've known you for a, a decade plus, and uh, and and they do a good job. And so Gerard was was in, involved in that. He ran it, and as a as a politico in town. Gerard Lozano was the kind of guy that you never knew his political views. You never knew um, what he personally wanted to see happen. You never knew because he was so calm, cool, and collected and nonpartisan. And and he worked for the realtors and he advanced whatever they needed. Um and, and he did it so professionally, and he did it with such grace, and he was one of the good guys in, in this town. Very approachable person. Um, you know, who anybody would walk up to him and say hi, and he, he'd 
could engage in a conversation right away. So, um, but he also had a great sense of humor. Uh, I still remember one time, and Joe Gomez, our, our board operator here, was uh, operating the board while Gerard was hosting the show, and I was the guest. <laughs> Poor Joe thought we were going to come to blows because he was digging at me and teasing me. And um, Joe didn't know. I mean, I guess he thought we were going to come to blows. <laughs> but uh, that was, he, you know, I called him G Dog, but that's because he <laughs> called me Score Dog. Score Dog. <laughs> well, and, and he was here for every show, right? He was here with you. I mean, I've. No, no. No, he because wasn't here. it seems like every time I've been here, Gerard's been here. And so how many times did he, did he, you know, how many Saturdays yeah. was he here? He was here quite often. I, I'd say uh, once every month or two. Yeah. So it's a lot. I put it on and I hear him on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our heart goes out to him and especially his wife and his, his family. So, yeah. Um, you come across people like that very, very rarely. He was, he was that. And, it, you know, you think, oh, well, Clint is, you know, talking silly. But, no, it's true. There are, there are some people that wear the white hat. You know, you think about mm -hmm. the old westerns and the old cowboy movies. And some of the guys wear the white hat. Gerard was one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can say that um, there are lots of folks out in this community. I mean, his, his loss will be felt. Uh, not just now, but for, for a long time to come because he was just that kind of individual. And I, I can think of times, you know, where, you know, I had him alone in a room and I, I you know, obviously when you're in politics, you, you would love to say that you have, oh, I've got the realtor support on this. Oh, I've got the chamber of commerce support on this. I've got this support. And, and when you're looking to get something done, when you're looking to uh, advance some kind of legislation, whatever it is, you go around to the different big shots, the stakeholders in the community, and you you solicit their support for whatever it is you're trying to do. So obviously, Realtors Gerard was on that list. And I can think back to times where I, you know, get him in a room and, okay, here's here's what I'm doing. Here's what this is trying to do. You know, here's why this is good. And I really need you to bring this to the board. I, I need you guys to, to vote to support this. I, I And I said, wait, 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 Clint, hold on. Uh, you know, we, we're not going to go that far. <laughs> yeah. We want to be helpful. We want to help you, but no, 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 no. And, and he would help, he would dial me back. Mm -hmm. And so it was always, you know, any, anytime I had something and, you know, a couple times a year trying to advance something big, you know, Gerard's on the list, meet with him. And, uh, you know, sometimes, oh yeah, I, th I think the board would, would like this. This is good. Sometimes he'd say, Clint, hold on, hold on. We, we need to, you know, and I would push. And he'd dial me back. And so uh, he will be missed. He, he will be missed. He was one, you know, one of those people that you look forward to working with. Um, and and I'm, I'm quite confident that it, you know, the, the more progressive people in our community liked working with him and the, and the conservatives in our community liked working with him. So he, oh, yeah. it's a loss that will be felt. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but um, people knew Gerard. Uh, the city council knew who he was. He brought me to a city council meeting one time because there was something coming up on the docket that impacted our industry. And he wanted me to give that two-minute talk at, at, the, right. at the podium. So uh, 
we were there <laughs> prepared to go and then city councilman olivier said um before we get to the next item on the docket i noticed the realtors are here in the room because you recognize gerard and he said i think we should hear from them before we put this on the docket so we got to go back and talk with several of you say this is why we think this is a very onerous and unachievable uh, task right whatever it was uh, right i remember exactly what it was <laughs> <laughs> and it was not good and i've got to hand it to city council for hearing us out and we uh they put it off for about a month gave us time to work with city staff mm-hmm. and so and we crafted an ordinance that worked sure and, and it's still in place today and and here's the best thing about an ordinance hardly anybody knows it's there which right. that's a good one <laughs> until you violate it and and, <laughs> and they come get you yeah. and this yeah. is why i didn't know about it <laughs> all right but my point is that, my point is that uh it, it's not onerous it's not something we have to work around it's something we get to work with and, and, and that's the benefit of you know folks out there you got to know that there are I mean, you hear it. You hear it said. Well, special interests are are, are active, and special interests are in are in the, the back offices and hallways of Sacramento and Washington, and um, mm-hmm. you know Fresno Street downtown. And uh, you know that I think that's a cynical way to put it. Special interests, because when you're in terms of realtors or or my group BizFed, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, they're they're. Yeah, you could say, oh, that's a special interest, but you're you're talking about a group of people that are advocating for uh, good stuff. You're talking about property rights. You're talking about, and and how, what, who does that benefit? It benefits mm-hmm. families when you because we're talking about housing, and there's so many. I mean, politicians and governments love fiddling with housing. It's it's one of their top things. I mean, the housing is related to. It's tied into transportation and it's tied into global warming and it's tied into taxation and it's tied into barking dog. I mean, it's real, real estate is tied into everything. So it's an example of a group. I mean, yeah, you hear pharma and you hear big oil and you hear oh, these special interests. But in this case, uh, with realtors, they're advocating for families. Ultimately, the end user are families, the little guy, the middle class, the working class. Those are people who need a voice in those places. And, and those are the kinds of things that you do, Don, um, that, that the Board of Realtors does, that Gerard did. Uh, you know, and, and we see it with other groups and other organizations. But really, without this voice that your group provides, without this voice that BizFed provides, without the, these voices, uh, politicians governments bureaucracies will will run amok and go off doing stuff ignorant of the impact of what they're trying to do and so that's why what what you do and and Gerard did and what what Nathan Ollie at the Chamber of Commerce and and a lot of our friends in this community that's what they do is they're they're advocates and and they're getting it done every day I'd like to throw out a, a alternative phrase for special interest yeah or advocate and that's boots on the ground okay it, because it, and 
now I remember this or proposed ordinance very well. So let me tell you what was proposed and what ended up happening. Okay. And where, why would city council know that this would greatly negatively impact realtors and the market? Um, unless special, unless boots on the ground came forward and said, hey, wait a minute, you got to consider this. So the ordinance was for uh, vacant, okay. foreclosed properties or uh, vacant properties that are in the foreclosure process had to be registered with the city of Fresno. Right. That alone is fine. But um, then it was a $250 fee that had to be paid with the submission of a four-page form that involved um, some stuff that I could tell you I'm not qualified to do. I would have had to hire it out. Um, uh, 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 a sketch of, boy, it's pretty bad to say I'm not qualified to do a sketch, huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's how that would have negatively impacted it. It would have given all those foreclosed properties to the big mega agent and left out the regular agent mm -hmm. in listing a property. Because if a guy had to, and why would city council know this? That the way it worked with foreclosures is the agent had to front the money for repairs, fees like mm -hmm. this at $250. So I um, let's say I had 10 of those listings, that's $2,500 I'd have to put out of my pocket um, and maybe wait as much as 90 days to get reimbursed. Right. Okay, 10, <clears throat> 10's not so bad. $2,500, a lot of agents could do that. But when you go beyond that, how do you get up into the 20,000, 30,000 mm. bracket along with paying for the repairs uh, and maintenance that was required by that? It um, Only a small handful of agents would have benefited from that. City council saw that, what we crafted, what ended up being what I said in the very beginning, we do have to register those properties. Mm -hmm. And that's it. The $250 was not part of it. The sketch was not part of it. It wasn't a sketch, it was a long- I'm, I'm lost. I'm thinking you have to, you have to <laughs> do a, a freehand drawing of the house and turn that into the city? Well, yeah, <laughs> with, with a detailed plan of how it was going right. to be ma maintained. Now I don't even know. Are they still? Are they still even do that? Well, there's so few foreclosures, and, and we're going to get into some market stats. Right. So it's yeah. So are there still a bunch of vacant homes? No, right. The vacant homes are all occupied now. Yeah, pretty much. If it's Cause that was like ten years ago. Wasn't yeah. It? If it's a vacant home now, it's usually owned by an individual who is taking care of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, we do have to go to a commercial break. I think you're familiar with those, Clint. I am. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Back. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today, we have the executive director of BizFed Central Valley, Clint Olivier, and uh, thank you. And we are going to be getting into what BizFed does for 
our, our community and also that big head scratcher because this week we got all those we got the ballots yeah. coming out we've got to decide what we're gonna vote how we're gonna vote and some of these are so important well i'm gonna venture to guess they're all important sure well I mean, sure i mean some more than others is 17 year olds voting eh. but uh changing prop 13 altering the the wonderful prop 13 that's protected so many of us for 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 two generations you mean the foundation of california yeah. real estate <laughs> yeah yeah prop 15 is what it's called and we'll talk about that too all right first i do want to give you a little market update and um so for the first three quarters of 2020 in comparison to the f first three quarters of 2019 the number of homes sold is down six percent um i want really? you really yeah it's down six percent and you're probably going to wonder why well people are going to say oh it's covid i thought you guys were booming we are all right now let, work, let me work your way me. out of this one don okay notice there was not a period at the end of that sentence it was a comma okay <laughs> so there's more and like paul harvey always said on the radio and now for the rest of the story okay all right i'll be quiet go ahead <laughs> for that same period of time prices are up nine percent from 2019 so we have a six percent drop in the total number of sales and a nine percent um uh rise in the in the prices the median price now the rest of the story is three quarters of the way through the year doesn't tell the whole story because in 2019 the first quarter of the year we suffered not suffered but we interest rates were in the high fours they're almost half right now wow yeah we, um so that's an uh an impact that's helping us right now there's also um the first or the second quarter of 2020 was impacted by shelter in place uh covid the covid restrictions uh the fear and, and so in both cases we're recovering from those here's my prediction by the end of the year because yes we are booming clint uh, mm -hmm. by the end of the year you're going to see the total number of sales uh, be higher now uh, for 2020 mm -hmm. the biggest reason why the number of sales is lower is there really is a shortage of inventory there's not yes. enough homes to sell right when one person puts their home on the market and receives six offers that's out of balance so to give you some stats on that there are currently 722 homes for sale in fresno county which represents a one month supply of inventory Wait, 722 in fresno county so that includes parlier colinga right. oh my gosh yeah that's uh, that's nothing correct i mean shouldn't it be well several thousand for sale yes you wow. are correct um so i put it in terms of a month supply of inventory mainly because the numbers aren't so big mm -hmm. it's a one month supply of inventory where four to six months of inventory is the range of reasonableness mm -hmm. so you could see we're really low there um but here's another here's one reason we're going to say the market's booming here's a little number for you and that is sellers are receiving 99.9 percent .9 of their asking price yeah 
So, you know, if you're asking 200,000, you're probably going to get 200,000. Well, case study, you sold my home, what, first day and full price. Mm, and, and I wasn't was... quite that fast, Clint. It took two days. Oh, shoot. Right. <laughs> I forgot. It was 48 hours, not 24. But no, that's what happened with me. And you and I were, were on that deal together. We sold yeah. that house, got a full price offer that first weekend, and boom, it moved. I think we had multiple offers. We did it? have multiple okay. offers. So there's a, a case, case in right. point. Yeah. My own so, place. And let me tell you one of the hardest parts of the realtor job right now is calling the agents who were unsuccessful. Their offer was not picked. And you got to say, hey, buddy, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we're friends. Got to tell you, but somebody else, you know, the seller picked another offer that was just better for them. Right. So, so buyers, remember that terms and time are almost as important as price when you make your really? offer. So let's give them a 30 day escrow. Let's, let's make it easy for the seller, mm -hmm. uh, and, and accommodate the seller so that they pick my offer. Yeah. How about an extra five days to move out after close escrow? Uh, it's not like you're a landlord where you don't know what the people live like because right. you you went in the, your their home you saw that everything's clean so there you go wow. um but here's the best interest rate or excuse me the best statistic of all is the interest rates uh yesterday i saw somebody advertising 30-year fixed rate loans mm -hmm. at two and a half to 2.75 in that range so the affordability for buyers is really up so that's causing we have supply, which is low because of all the building restrictions that the state has imposed. Right. You have high demand because affordability is up, and that's what's impacting prices. So when you hear all of that, it all fits together. And I'm glad to tell our guest, Clint Olivier, that because um, you are the executive director for BizFed. Central Valley. Tell us what you guys do. Sure. Well, BizFed is an abbreviation. It's short for Business Federation. We're the Business Federation of the Central Valley. We have a, a sister organization, BizFed of Los Angeles County. Uh, and then when they looked to expand, they, they chose the Central Valley because they thought, you know, hey, this is a part of the state that, that could use uh, pro-business advocacy. Uh, and so they started about three years ago here. I came on board a year ago, uh, a year ago this month. And what it is, is it's a standing coalition of uh, businesses and associations. So it's, it's similar to a chamber of commerce in that we are, we have businesses who are members and we advocate for uh, the free market. We advocate to, for, for good legislation. We advocate to make bad legislation less bad. Uh, we work in uh, Washington, we work in Sacramento, we work locally uh, to get these kinds of things done. Uh, but what makes us special and, and very unique is that, so we, we don't just have companies who are members, but we have these associations that come in as well. And so we, our membership right now is, is around 65, uh, 20 companies and 40 associations. So uh, for example, we have folks like uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe, uh, we have uh, Wells Fargo, we have um, Era Energy down in Kern County. Uh, we have Western States Petroleum. We have um, 
uh, and then we have the associations as well. So we have the Farm Bureau of Fresno County. We have the Board of Realtors here. Uh, we have the um, Fresh Fruit Association. We have um, the Manufacturers Association, the California Gaming Association. So when BizFed comes together, I, I always like to think of it in terms of a, you know, you see these National Geographic videos of these Impala or whatever, these elk running across the, uh, you know, the, the, the landscape. And then a lion pops out and, and bites one of the Impala and all the other ones run away, right? Well, the lion is, is the, the bureaucracy, right? The government. Mm-hmm. And the Impala is you. And so with BizFed, the other Impala don't scatter. We come back to gore the lion and, and, and try and rescue this one. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking, I say gore the lion. I mean, obviously nobody's going to gore the, the state government, but we like to think we can make it better. And that's what we do. And so my job is to recruit new members, bring people into BizFed, into the coalition. Uh, and it's also to uh, run the organization, the political uh, aspect of the organization. And, and that's a good fit for me. I mean, I've had the, the opportunity to go up to Sacramento and, and lobby folks. Had a chance to sit down and lobby in the office of uh, Assemblymember Joaquin Arambula. And, and, and Joaquin and I ran against one another for the state assembly uh, a number of years back. And, and yet we were able to sit down at the table and, and talk about legislation. And he listened and he was great. Uh, and, and, and we worked, we worked together on that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's my function. You know, oftentimes people think, oh, Clint Olivier's a, a partisan crazy person and a conservative hack and, and these things. Well, no, I mean, I, it's my job to advocate for business and, 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 good ideas and good principles and and i can do it with democrats or republicans to advance our members interests and so actually it was with gerard that i first worked with at the realtor say hey you guys need to come into BizFed. you need to come in because we could use your voice realtors obviously are on the front lines every day of capitalism so we need you in and then gerard brought me to you and 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 then your board was able to to vote to come in and so uh, we're happy to have you, and we're happy to be out there advancing uh, what's right every day. Uh, yeah. and, and it's it's non it's totally nonpartisan organization, uh, bipartisan, nonpartisan. We work with everybody because we want to we want to do the right thing. And you said this word that so many people think is a bad word, lobby. You know, you right. go, you go there to lobby, and it sounds like a, a bad thing. But I had a lobbyist tell me. He defined lobbyist, and he said a lobbyist is an educator. Yes. How in the world can any elected official know everything about pharmaceuticals, real estate, business, taxes? It's you know it, you're they're not CPAs and doctors and, and everything. So it takes a lobbyist or an educator to go in and say this is how it would impact our. Uh, our industry and here's the unintended consequences of what might happen and that and the great example is gerard and i were there lobbying at city council many years Mm -hmm. ago i i didn't look at it as lobbying we were there to educate sure and with that we do have to go to a new commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio when we get back we're going to dive into some of these ballot measures
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here with Clint Olivier. And I want to thank my coach who put me in here, Gerard Lozano. And as we said earlier in the show, tragically, Gerard passed away this week. Uh, a, a three-week battle with cancer. And um, But he put me in here. And so mm-hmm. today decided we're going to do the job that he put us in here for Mm. so thanks for being here clint um so the job we have today is let's dive into the ballot measures yeah let's do it all right this fires me up you know it 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 fires me up because it's it's special in in california you know you you hear about uh, politicians go on tv and talk about they say our democracy our democracy well it's not a democracy it's a republican form of government it's a republic is what we have in the United States. We elect representatives to go to Washington, D.C., and they're supposed to advocate for us, right? And they're supposed to be um, uh, sticking up for their the, the folks in their district, their neighbors. But that's the, the way the, the system of government was designed. But here in California, we have something very special. It's the, the initiative process, ballot initiatives. People can put these things on the ballot and uh, for a vote, for everyone to vote on, that is direct democracy, one person, one vote. And that is something that we have here uh, in the state of California. I mean, some of the stuff is pretty screwball that gets on the that gets on the ballot. And the, the you know, folks up in Sacramento can put something on the ballot or it can be organic and really from the people. And it can be from uh anybody can can get one of these things going and gather the signatures needed to put it on the ballot and we've seen that many many times we saw three strikes um start here in uh in fresno we saw you know we saw uh, governor davis get recalled i mean these are these are pretty monumental uh, pieces of public policy that came about be from people power and so that's why the the initiative process is so important in the state of California, and and now we're about to dive into it. There, there's some screwball stuff on it on, on in about thirty days too. Yeah. So not every state has this no. initiative process. No. Well, then we state. are special here in California. Yeah. You, special, it, or, special or screwed. I mean, one of the one yeah. of the, one I, of those two. Although I liked how you put it that some of this is truly organic in that it comes from the people. Sure. Some of it, um, maybe it there's a uh, an issue that did not pass legislatively and then you see that it gets put on here and i don't think that was from the people i think that was from the the side that lost sure they that they do that too yeah and um so and then you see things coming back that got voted down Mm Uh, with a little twist to them, and you see the they they you know the Secretary of State and the you know they they rewrite the they rewrite the titles of these things. Look, folks, I I think that this is the most important thing on the ballot are the initiatives. They have direct impact. They allow you to be part of the the that process of of uh, ratifying them or rejecting them. You could leave the rest of your ballot empty. I mean, it's not gonna affect and people don't like this but you know what washington dc it is what it is and you're gonna have to wake up in the morning and go to work and pay your taxes and and there are going to be 
wars and regulations and all these things coming out of Washington, D.C., and it, and it doesn't really matter, you know, who's in there. They're going to continue to spend, and it's going to continue to be Washington, no matter what you do. But in California, you can change you can change the the landscape of our state by participating in voting for ballot initiatives and mm -hmm. and that's it's i i can't understate it i mean i can't overstate it because it's true so the ballot initiatives very very important and they have a they have a direct impact on your life and we saw that with the three strikes initiative sure back in the 90s that changed our landscape mm -hmm. and that was an organic one that started like you say, right here in Fresno. Um, okay, so let's get into three yeah. of them that okay. are real estate related. And, but I hope we have enough time to get into some of the other ones too. So, uh, and, and I want to say this, Clint, I'm not going to ask you to tell our listeners um, how to vote, yes or no, but I want to I educate our listeners so they know why they're sure. voting why they're voting yes or no and also to be careful because um i think we've messed up on this in the past where we thought yes meant no and no oh meant yeah. that's the way they write them that's yeah. the way they do it it's, oh, they yeah. do it by design so I, you've got to be so smart on these things oh yeah like the famous prop 47 that basically uh diminished felonies <laughs> right uh, that was called the safe parks and schools yeah. initiative or the gas tax repeal, and the way they the, the state wrote that was, um, I th this this initiative halts funding for schools, and it halts funding for roads, and it halts funding public. It, it stops public works projects. It was a gas tax repeal, mm -hmm. it, and and but they write these things. You got to do your due diligence. I mean, it's it's your and I'm not. Who am I to come on here and lecture you? But the reality is, as a citizen, some of this stuff, you got to stop this stuff. Yeah. So you got to do your due, due diligence. So as not to confuse anybody, the first two we're going to talk about are Prop 15 and Prop 19 that have everything to do with Prop 13. Prop 13 was voted on in 1978. So it is a long-term part of the California landscape. Absolutely. But one of these bills tries to take away from Prop 13. The other bill tries to enhance it in a different way. Sure. So let's talk about Prop 15 first. Prop 15, it would require commercial and industrial properties to be taxed based on market value and dedicates revenue. Uh, that's what I've got here on my... Um, on my cheat sheet, basically what this thing does is it unwinds 50% of Prop 13. And let me start out by saying Prop 13 is something Democrats and Republicans agree on. They, they like it because it, it, protects, it protects them from the whims of Sacramento uh, and politicians who want to raise taxes. I mean, really in our state, uh, Prop 13 has been a real obstacle for folks who who want to go out to the homeowner and and dip their hand in the homeowner's pocket uh, w whenever they feel like they have some kind of pet project that needs more money prop 13 has provided that protection what prop 15 would do is they call it the split role because you've got a tax roll and this proposition if passed would split the tax roll in terms of residential 
and commercial real property. So if you own a, a strip mall or if you own a, a, a small office building, a barbershop, a barbershop, if you own the property, you are commercial and you would no longer enjoy the protection of Prop 13 if this thing goes through. And you say enjoy the protection of Prop 13. And I've seen some ads attacking this saying get rid of the loophole. Yeah. Well, OK, let me give an analogy here. Proposition 13 is like having a fixed rate mortgage. You know what your taxes, you know your taxes are going to go up because they can go up for a cost of living increase. Um, But you know in five years, in 10 years where it's going to be. You can plan your ownership, much like a fixed rate mortgage, which is the popular thing right now. People want to do that. If we get rid of, if Prop 15 um is successful and now commercial businesses agricultural businesses um are, are off of that it's like going to an adjustable rate mortgage yep you do not know what your taxes are going to be next year five years from now um so how do you plan um you might have to plan by laying people off you may have to plan by closing up the business here here's what here's the way that i see it there there are progressive taxes and there are regressive taxes and a progressive tax says that that's where you get the brackets that comes from progressive taxation well this guy makes this much money we're going to tax him at this percent and and because of the amount of money he makes it's not going to feel it as much as somebody who is at the bottom of the tax bracket uh, and then that person gets taxed at a real high percentage they're going to feel it so if, if, if they tax me $100, okay, that's fine. I, I'm blessed. Thank God for, for uh, the blessings I have in life. I'm able to afford to pay that. But if you tax somebody who's making you know, 25, 30 grand a year, uh, and $100 is a lot to them. And that's, that's regressive. So that's why we have tax brackets, because the, they call it progressive tax. The point I'm going to make is, let's use your barbershop as an example. My father owned a barbershop. That's, right. That's where it came from. So the barbershop, uh, the, the key to it is be you have to be able to see uh, down the food chain. Lots of folks will say, well, darn it, this guy's a robber baron. He's a capitalist. He's a, he's, he's, he's a landowner. Let's get him. He's a barber. He's mm-hmm. a barber that saved up, uh, you know, and, and, and and bought the the shop and the parking lot and he's proud of it and he takes care of it but guess what he's barely making it too just like the rest of us so just because he owns a plot of land that has a barbershop on it doesn't mean that he's this great capitalist and you know the monopoly guy smoking a cigar i mean it's it's such a quaint and 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 harmful view the reality is if this guy loses prop 13 protection his taxes are going to go up do you think this barber or this sandwich shop owner or this uh, auto you know, body shop, do you think that these folks are just going to eat the cost? Oh, wow, our taxes are, are much higher this year. Do you think they're going to eat that? No, absolutely not. They're going to have to build the cost of that tax into uh, their product or service. And guess who's going to pay that tax? We are. And so if I have to pay an extra 40 bucks to get a dent taken out of my car, or if I have to pay an extra $2 to get my hair cut, no big deal, right? 
But if that guy or that single mother or that young college student or that other person uh, that's that's making 20, 30, 40 grand a year, if they have to pay $40 more to have a dent taken out of their car, if their haircut goes up $2 every time they go in, that hurts them. So what this is actually doing is it is a regressive tax. It is going to be passed on to the final user, the consumer, and then that person is footing the tax bill. This is not, uh, you can't just stop at, oh, well, it's going to tax commercial property owners. Absolutely not, because that cost gets passed on to the little guy, and it screws the little guy. This is a big one, which is why realtors oppose it, which is why BizFed opposes it. Many, many entities are opposed to this. you got to vote no on Prop 15. And here's a firsthand uh, experience. My dad owned a barbershop, and I'm going to go pre prior to 1978 when it, Prop 13 passed. I remember both my parents being in shock when our property taxes on our home went up. Mm -hmm. The solution, my dad had to write, raise his prices on there haircuts. Yeah. I mean, because you, uh, so anyway, we do have to go to a commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to talk on 19. Thank you. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house that built me. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and Clint Olivier, our guest. And I want everybody to think about that song. Think back to your childhood. What was that home that built you? What does it mean mm -hmm. to you? Yeah. So with that reflection, let's move on to um, Proposition 19. Right. Proposition 19 uh, is a bill that could enhance uh, prop the old Proposition 13. And by the way, here's a little analogy for you. If somebody says, well, Proposition 13 doesn't work. Okay, that was back in 1978. So what's that? 42 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the rise in the desirability of California real estate has been great in those 42 years. Mm -hmm. So I still remember um, doing a home inspection and somebody the saying oh my gosh look at that um that stucco crack and they asked the home inspector um is that gonna is is that a bad thing is that gonna crumble the house mm -hmm. the home inspector said if that's as bad as it's got in 42 years you're good for another 42 so in other words don't look at a flaw and say that oh the whole thing has to be changed because that home was in a beautiful location. Right. It was a beautiful home. It had a flaw. All right, once in a while we try to change those flaws. Maybe we redash the house. Mm -hmm. And here's the analogy. Proposition 19 is trying to redash okay. Prop 13. Okay. Ooh, that was a good one, huh, Clint? I think that that was that that was so well said, Don. That was put <laughs> put so eloquently and articulately. Thank you for that. Well, and we can all relate to those stucco yeah. cracks, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, okay, so here's what Prop 19 does. It says that um, once when you buy a home, 
uh, and your assessment is based on what you purchased it for. So I'm going to use an analogy of you buy a home for $100,000 30 years ago. Okay. Your taxes have gone up each year, um, but only a certain amount, so, it, it, an affordable amount. It, it, it's 2% of the tax. Right. Um, uh, okay. So it goes up to that. But now maybe Prop 13 says that you have to, if you want to move, uh, if you're a senior and you want to move your, your tax base, you can only do it once. You can only do it in the county that you're in. And it has to be equal or lesser value. So let's say uh, an elderly couple, this my age, uh, <laughs> all right, wants to move to, to be closer to grandchildren. And maybe that's in Madera County. Can't do it right now. Let's say they want to buy something that's newer so that the maintenance cost isn't so much. Maybe it has a smaller yard or something, but it's more expensive. It's more expensive. So they can't do can't it. Can't do it. Um, so maybe what they do is they just stay where they're at and and, 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 and suffer with that. So Prop 19 will say that you uh, not only seniors, but now disaster victims right. like the wildfire people right. uh, and disabled people uh, and those over 55 can move up to three times and, and move it. So it's good for their life, not for uh, the time that they own own the house, a, a particular house. It's also you can move to any county in California mm. and you can also buy up and, and by buying up that just means price wise sure so uh what what does bizfed think about well, prop 19 bizfed stands with the california association of realtors our board uh, d did take a position and we're recommending a yes vote on prop 19 uh, because it allows more freedom <laughs> i mean it allows freedom uh and 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 takes away those those penalties mm -hmm. and so yeah your your statewide organization wants folks to vote for it we want folks to vote for it uh you know it would uh of course close the loophole of instances where the property uh isn't the 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 primary residence mm-hmm and um, it would provide some additional revenue and then that additional revenue. And I think you see it on the ballot title. Uh, let's see, 19. Um, but it, it would actually fund wildfire prevention measures, which obviously that's an issue in California. Yes, the forests are being mismanaged. Uh, and so the state needs to, to find some new strategies to, to take better care of the forests. I mean, you, the governor thinks there's a different reason for the fires, but, you know, practically speaking, we know why the fires are occurring because people are starting them and there, there's lightning. But, uh, yeah, and as Prop 19 relates to the fires, I mean, it's it's good enough uh, for um, the the California Association of Realtors and the and BizFed Central Valley to urge a yes vote on 19. And this is a good example of making policy not politics, but making policy. Uh, there's another point in Prop 19 where it takes away something existing right now, not just enhancing, but it, it takes away the inheritance uh, approach to it. Um, though I don't like that, 
that was the compromise, the compromise. that allowed this to, to get support from a lot of different people. Um, so it's the art of compromise, too, which is policy making. It's not necessarily politics. Right. Um, okay. During the last break, I asked Clint if he could come back again next week. Yep. Uh, because we're we're only getting started on this. We, we forgot. To, we, we still have to do. Did we do them all? No. No. We, we have to do. Uh, we only did two of the eleven. All right. I'll come back next week. <laughs> we'll do more. All right. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, and uh, I hope you enjoy Welcome Home Radio. Thank you very much for listening.